Welcome to Morning Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Morning Devotion, another wonderful week for those of you that are in the U.S. Happy Thanksgiving week to each of you. Traveling mercies, divine protection, and yet something more. Perhaps a supernatural insight, a touch of the spirit and wisdom and insight, foresight that can only come from God to guide you and to make you sure-footed. And um, he makes our feet like Heinz feet in high places. And I believe God's going to make you sure-footed this week and the good things are going to happen. Good morning. Monday, November 23, still in crazy season, still in a season. Oh, boy. I'm so glad to see you, Joe, Debbie, Patty, Daryl, Hope. Thank you. You make this possible. You, you are the secret sauce. Who, who was that? What was secret sauce? Was that Jack in the Box years ago? You are the secret sauce each weekday at seven. You make this happen. You join us many later in the day that you personally have invited and shared this with. You lift each other up in prayer. It's my privilege to just sit here for a few moments and give space and opportunity for you and the Holy Ghost to make a difference in people's lives. Many are already on the road for this national uh, holiday, this Thanksgiving season. I, I am just believing that God's going to do something amazing, even this week. I believe that. Things are happening. Oh, yes, they are. So Brenda and Raina and Ernesto and April and Glenn and Mary, just understand that God's up to something. Are you ready? The three R's for our day. Are you ready? I uh, like, share, follow the page. You know the drill. Loop others in to this cocoon of sanity in an insane world. It was the admonition of the Lord at Gethsemane to watch and pray. In the Olivet Discourse, discussing the last days, constantly, Jesus encouraged watchfulness, to be aware, to be alert, to be prepared. Just as on the eve of Passover, the Israelites were commanded, be awake, be watchful. Jesus is bidding us to be that way today, to be ready for the moment in which we're living, to be awake to the times in which we are now. There are three things we got to be ready for, three R's. You remember like reading, writing, and arithmetic, and obviously spelling was not in that group. Yeah, reading, writing, the three R's, that's what they called them. I want to give you the three R's of being prepared for this day. The first R, the remnant. It comes first. Are you ready to be the remnant? Yeah, that is a huge question. When you see that day approach, and we need to understand ever more clearly, we are not children of this world. We are heaven's outposts, such as we would send astronauts to colonize Mars. We are a colony 
of another world. We don't belong here. Our citizenship is in heaven, and that should guide our every thought, our every act and behavior, that we are on loan from God. This world cannot be, should not be, will not be our lasting dwelling place. We are the remnant, the remnant in the midst of rebellion, the remnant in the midst of a chaotic, dark world. That's who you are. You are part of the remnant. We were put here to show forth the praises of him who brought us out of darkness into a land of unending light. The remnant, we're not cave dwellers, we're cross dwellers. We know he is calling us to the foot of the cross, that he's calling us to stand alone in a world of unrighteousness, to be that lone voice crying in the wilderness. It's in the same chapter that Joel prophesied the outpouring of the Spirit. He also said that there will be a remnant whom the Lord shall call, Joel 2.32. This remnant's going to be small in comparison to the world, but boy, it's large in God's mind. It's the few, the many who are called and the few who are chosen. The chosen who are those who accept the call. Are you ready to be the remnant? They are the ones who turn to God with all of their hearts, even in uncertain times. I'm ready. I'm ready to be the remnant. It's so needed in our day. Something about the book of Revelation, we start seeing the remnant in a dominant fashion. By the time the book was written, the early church was in the midst of great opposition and persecution. And we read that the church in Thyatira, there was a remnant of people who would not accept the the teaching of the prophetess Jezebel. And in Sardis, the church was told to strengthen that which remains. That's the remnant, that which remains. It is comparative to our day and our time. We need to be strengthened because the world is coming against us, attacking us. And Jesus, Jesus, that man of sorrow, said, fear not, little flock. That's you and me. Some believe that he was referencing Jeremiah when God spoke through the weeping prophet saying, I myself will gather together the remnant of my flock. I will bring them to their grazing place. The remnant then is that flock of God who will be given divine protection, divine shepherding. In the midst of divine judgment, there is a remnant, those secured, saved, strengthened. This is what I believe for our day. God has always had a remnant, and he's going to have a remnant in this pivotal time. So Corey and Elaine and Bill and Amelia, Ernesto and Winnie, be a part. Are you ready to be the remnant? Amen. So fear not, little flock. Be ready to identify yourself with that group. You and I are no longer part of a moral majority. We are the ready remnants. Yeah, looking to our homeland our heavenly father to watch over us and guide us. Are you ready to be the remnant? That's number one, the first R. The second thing, the second thing, and it may seem so contrary, but are you ready for revival? That's the second R. Because revival comes to and through the remnant. It will not come in the form expected by many slick advertising, smooth-talking salesmen, regimented organizations, or even contemporary praise and worship. No, it's going to come through the prayers of the remnant. Zechariah said that the remnant will be like the consecration bowl used for sprinkling the corners and sanctifying the corners of the altar, Zechariah nine fifteen, We are the sanctified. 
Our lives are the altars. And from these altars will come living sacrifices of prayer, praise, and intercession before the throne of God. And through that prayer comes the revival that we long for when the remnant is renewed and strengthened and revived then a nation can be revived and an awakening can occur. If my people, if that remnant called by my name, if that few will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, God says, I'm going to hear from heaven. I'll forgive their sins. I will heal their land. From the remnant comes the renewal and the revival. And God is waiting on the remnant, not just the, the the people who call themselves Christians, but I'm talking about the tip of the tip of the spear, those who are on the cutting edge of what God's doing. Those who say, I want my family saved, I want my city saved, and I'll do whatever it takes to see that great away. Why have we made it so complicated? God wants to bless his people. He longs to bless his people. God wants to give us victory in this day and hour. And when the spirit of repentance overtakes the remnant, then revival is coming to our churches and awakening is coming to our nation. The world doesn't need revival. No, I said it right. The world doesn't need revival. How can those dead in sin be revived and brought back to life? They can't. It's the church that needs revival. We, the remnant, need revival to be brought back to our former glory and greater power so that we can awaken the world. What the world needs is an awakening. For those who worship sports, I mean, think about it. Their false gods are out of business. For those who worship musicians, well... Their auditoriums are closed. For those who idolize, idolize celebrities and actors, their theaters are shuttered. And for those who worship mammon, security seems so out of reach. This world has had a wake-up call, but will she wake up? You know, one thing I've learned in many years of pastoring is as much as I would like to wake people up, I can't. I can try. I can sound the alarm. I can turn on the light. But if they are determined to sleep the sleep of death, then I'm limited as to what I can do. Jesus told his closest disciples on the eve of Calvary, sleep on, sleep on. That only means to awaken the world, we got to turn the light on like never before. We've got to stir ourselves and come out of hiding to come out of the shadows and let our light so shine before men, they see God and they come to God and they worship God. Are you ready to be the remnant? And are you ready for revival? Oh, praise God. People say, well, we're having revival. If we were having the revival God wanted us to have, we would see its fruits. And the first fruit of revival is deep felt repentance. There's no other way around it. Nineveh was spared when she repented. Noah didn't build an ark preaching something good's going to happen to you. Amos didn't fight the high priest of Israel because he had preached uh, confession is possession. No, no, that's not why he experienced opposition. Jeremiah didn't find himself in a pit all alone and forsaken for preaching, I'm okay you're okay. No. Daniel was not in the lion's den for saying possibility thinking is going to move mountains. John the Baptist was not executed for preaching, smile, God loves you. No, each of those men that I just named were preaching one message, repentance. 
and revival will be found in the midst of repentance. Revival is found when people, the remnant is challenged to live up to their identity. Revival is found in the midst of reaching and winning the loss. Revival is found in the midst of tremendous travail. It's John Wesley, George Whitfield, others holding those prayer meetings. And at 3 a.m., Wesley wrote, the power of God came mightily upon us in so much that many cried for exceeding joy. Many fell to the ground. It would be Wesley and Whitfield who would crisscross the globe because of that night. Yeah, revival, revival. Revival is a young Welshman named Evan Roberts who just found, found himself repeatedly wakened early in the morning. And by November of that same year, an awakening swept through Wales known as the Welsh Revival. Oh, my. Oh, my. That Welsh revival was what informed the Azusa Street revival. Revival begins with the message of repentance. I, I, I get concerned in 2020 and in pandemic season that everybody wants to comfort, 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 comfort. I believe it's time to blow the trumpet in Zion and to challenge and to challenge because everything that God has done, whether it's the Welsh revival, Azusa revival, the oneness revelation at Arroyo Seco, it began with messages of repentance and people practicing what was preached and repenting. Those people that afflicted their hearts and souls before God. Genesis 22, it's Abraham saying, here am I. Same, same chapter. Isaac says, here am I. Genesis 31, Jacob says, here am I. Genesis 37, Joseph says, here am I. Exodus 3, Moses said, here am I. In 1 Samuel 3, Samuel said, here am I. And Isaiah 6, Isaiah said, here am I. Revival's not going to start with the masses. It's going to start with the few. It will start with the remnant, those who are saying, here am I, Lord. I will afflict my soul. I will cry out. I will cry out in desperation. I'm ready to be the remnant. I'm ready for revival and the repentance that goes along with true, genuine revival. Oh, I feel the presence of the Lord. I feel the presence of the Lord in that right there. And maybe right now, right now, I've got one more R, but maybe right now is a good moment for you to say, God, I am turning to you in faith, believing. You know, there's six foundational doctrines in the New Testament church. They're found in Hebrews 6, repentance from dead works and faith toward God. Those are the first two. It's the two sides of the same coin, repentance from dead works. It's a turning away and a turning in faith to God. Maybe God is calling on us this week, today, Monday, first day of the work week, to call on the name of the Lord. The third R, are you ready for the rapture? It may seem like contradictions. This is a day, though, for contradictions, folks. We are to hold to three seemingly contradictory things. Our identity, the remnant, the work God called us to do, revival, and then the rapture. And that is our confident and expect, uh, expectation. Maybe it's like a three-legged stool. Without all three we with legs, we would be unbalanced. To emphasize only one is to create instability. We need all three. We need to be the remnant. We need to exercise the work of revival 
And we need to hold to the fact that Jesus is coming personally, visibly. He's coming soon, folks. He's not coming as a baby, swaddled in clothes, laying in a manger. He's coming as king of kings, hair white as wool, eyes like fire. He's coming as Lord of lords. What began at Bethlehem that we will celebrate next month will not be finished until the second coming. And the coming and the kingdom we are taught to pray for is finally realized. You need to be on guard. You need to watch. You need to stay away. He's coming. Can I give you four thoughts on being ready for the rapture? Four thoughts. Four thoughts. Number one, accept that we don't know exactly when. Quit listening to those people who say they've got it all figured out. They've got it charted out. They've got the days counted. Of that day and that hour, Jesus said, no one knows. You've got to watch. You've got to be awake. You've got to keep your eyes set on the eastern sky. You don't know when he's coming. Be content with understanding. There is an uncertainty. You don't know when he's coming. If we did know when he was coming, we know human nature. What would we try to put off till the last minute? Be ready. Are you ready for the rapture? We don't know when he's coming to live in hope. God, Paul called this, the, his coming, the blessed hope. We should live godly and righteously and soberly in this present age and live in the light of his soon return. Let hope rise in your heart. Someone wrote that hope is the thing with wings. You need some wings in pandemic season at the close of 2020. Stay away from the doomsday bunch. Stay away from those who don't believe in the end we win. God is still on his throne. Live in hope. Number three, stay connected. Stay connected. We need to encourage one another, knowing that the Lord will descend from heaven with a shout. Paul told that rapture-ready church of Thessalonians, he said, encourage one another with these words. Lift up one another. Encourage one another. Stay connected with one another. What we're doing in this devotion, we're staying connected. What we're doing right now with each other, Anna and Brenda and Cindy, what we're doing right now is we're staying connected. Don't lose out. Don't get isolated. And then number four, keep doing what he told us to do. No matter how troubled we may get, no matter how difficult this present age may become, regardless of persecution, irrespective of the distractions, no matter how uncertain, how tentative, how angry, how fearful, how toxic this world may get, you keep doing what God has called you to do. When Jesus went to heaven, he gave his lasting orders until he returns, that we are to be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. That is our goal. So long as you and I have a day to live in and air to breathe, so long as there is a chance, a chance to tell somebody about Jesus, to see another soul brought into the kingdom and to hold back the darkness until that wave of light comes back, until that awakening takes place, until Jesus comes and catches his bride away. Don't stand gazing into the air. That's what heaven would tell us today. Go get busy, make the time count, and let's see that awakening. Are you ready? Are you ready to be the remnant? Are you ready to do the work of revival? Are you ready for the rapture? Come, Jesus, come into our midst 
and work your will in these days. We believe that we are going to see that awakening no matter what negative thing you've heard, no matter what negative thing you experience today or this week. God's got a plan. He's working that plan. And hear me carefully. You and I, we are part of that plan. I'm believing this week. I'm believing this week that even in the midst of a contrary situation, you may be stepping into an arena that that is a battlefield for you. You may be going into a situation where you are going to have to let your light so shine before family members and friends. Uh, I'm just praying that there would be a supernatural dispensation of God's great grace in you to make it sufficient for the day that you are walking in. The Bible says, as our days are, so shall our strength be. That means he's going to give us the strength to be the witness and the testimony and the remnant that we need to be in these last days. He's going to help you. He's going to help you through this week. He's going to help you through this day. I feel the presence of the Lord. May God bless you. May heaven kiss the ground that you're walking on. And may you sense the nearness of an angelic host all around you. God is with you. God is for you. God is going before you into today and into this week. I believe that with all of my heart. Would you just leave your prayer request out to the side? Encourage somebody. Reach out to one another. Encourage one another. Share this with somebody. Let's see some prodigals come back home. Let's see some families reunited. Let's see some reconciliations take place, some repentance take place, and brethren to be restored this week. I, I just feel like that, that that is a message that maybe you're going to be restored to a family member in the holidays. Be ready. Be ready and be sensitive for what God is doing in your midst. He's close by. He's working through you. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of this. I look forward to seeing you every day this week, God willing, 7 a.m. Share this with one another and may the Lord be with you today. That's my prayer. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Morning Devotion with Ken Gurley. Join us next time for another inspiring devotion. To support this ministry, please visit firstchurch.com forward slash give.